Hello and welcome to the next, uh, the new entry of the Morning Star Journal with me, Tariq. Um, I want to say again, thank you for everyone who's um, listening to the show and uh, just a few um, housekeeping things that I'm going to um, kind of put out there real quick. Uh, one of the things that I decided to do is I did add a email address and I've created a Facebook page um, in case if anyone has trouble uh, leaving any messages on Anchor or want to email directly, you can actually uh, send me a message at the Morning Star General uh, Journal, not General, but the Morning Star Journal at gmail.com. Again, that's the T H E Morning Star Journal, all all one word or you know, one word, um, at gmail.com. Um, also you can find Facebook page by just looking up the morning star journal. Um, I do have the normal logo that you usually see on the podcast on there. So you'll be able to find it easily. So today, um, a little bit going into what I was taught, what at least we had talked about a little bit earlier or last week was what's your theme song and I just wanted to take some time to kind of explain why theme songs are just important to me and what it really means at least in my opinion um now before I get to that I do want to kind of uh like a brief shout out to David um who you know is like I talk about all the time, um, catch his podcast on uh, Car Thoughts with Dave, and he gave me a little shout out for Monday, and I just want to return the favor by saying thank you, and I really appreciate um, his help and him really getting me into, um, just put my voice out there and put my thoughts out there and see what you think. Um, let's see, <laughs> I tried to write notes so it can make it easier, and... Um, <laughs> getting a little bit lost track so um so if you can listen into the background right now uh that's Hans Zimmer the battle from the movie Gladiator now I a little bit of background from me um I grew up in the 80s and the 90s so um and I used and I used to watch a lot of tv and if you know anything about the 80s and 90s, if you were a kid back then, that was probably, I want to say probably the golden years of, um, as far as merchandising and toys, really, because you had a lot of um, cartoons and shows that, you know, in the end were directly made for advertising, for instance, one of my favorite, one, two of my favorite shows, G.I. Joe and Transformers. Um, those, uh, both shows had a plethora of characters, but they were mainly there to sell toys. Um, Transformers, you'd always have a new Autobot or Decepticon that showed up. And of course, in the stores, you would have, you know, a new line that shows up whenever the, um, if you remember the Aerobots and the Stunticons, whenever they showed up, sure enough, in stores that weekend, you'll have the Aerobot set and the Stunticon set, so you can form Superion. Yeah, I remember a lot of those characters. 
Uh, same thing with G.I. Joe. You'd have a lot of different characters show up in both G.I. Joe and Cobra. And then all of a sudden in the show, some magical element would appear where now they have to make new vehicles. Well, that just means there were new toys out there. So, um, you know, it, it was all marketing. And it wasn't just for, you know... Uh, kids like me who like G.I. Joe Schumer's my own sister you know they had ones that tried to appeal to her with the uh, Barbie and uh, My Little Pony at the time and then and there's tons of others but the big thing I wanted to bring up was that one of the things I really hung on to was the theme song the theme for Transformers the theme for G.I. Joe and a lot of the cartoons back then really um, cemented in my mind so that whenever I heard them, uh, not only could I just repeat it if I hear like a few notes or anytime now somebody says, now you know, anyone, anyone has to follow up with and knowing is half the battle. It just, it's just ingrained in my mind. Um, but I really enjoyed it because to me, a theme song meant a lot because it basically portrayed what the show was almost in its entirety. It gave you a sense of, um, you know, what's sometimes it gave you a sense of what's going on, gave you, um, especially the beginning of cartoons, gave you a kind of explanation on what you're about to see or what you're about to watch. Um, also, when it came to themes on certain characters, of course, the Autobots had a theme, the Subcons had a theme, the, the Joes had a theme, and you knew when they played, you knew either like how it was being played, you knew it was going to be kind of a you know research moment, or you knew they were ready for action, or you knew it was going to be a tense moment, depending on how they played it. So to later translate that into movies, um, that was one of the things when I was growing up, I absolutely hung on to. See, I, you know, I heard a lot of songs like from people like Michael Jackson and Prince growing up. And even later on when I started getting into music a little more, I had a Boys to Men CD and Criss Cross. Yeah, I remember them. Um, I remember hearing songs from people like Queen and Metallica and such. But to be honest, when I was going to movies or watching shows, I wasn't paying attention whenever they had these different artists and when they had these songs. Sometimes when they had songs, it threw me out of the movie more. It was only when they had the real songs for the movies that I really just gravitated, for whatever reason, I gravitated to it. I loved listening to those themes. So, for instance, this one, which came later, 2000, with um, <clears throat> sorry, um, Hans Zimmer with Gladiator, this theme for Gladiator really brought it out. I mean, it really just... Um, it fit the movie, and whenever I listen to it again, I can see the battle. I can see... You, you hear it when when it starts... It starts kind of slow because it's preparing. And if you remember the, the first part of the scene, it's really, it's preparing for the battle. And the music 
portrays that. And then as the dawn, as I believe as uh, dawn and the day is starting, you start hearing, the, you know, you see the arrows flying and everyone's making a charge and it's displayed in the music. And I've always been fascinated how an artist could take something like that and, you know, put music, you know, visually and make it match perfectly. Um, now, John Williams, of course, we all know him from... Uh, Star Wars, and trust me, that could be an entirely video on its own just to talk about John Williams um, and his contribution in Star Wars. But the real one I want to talk about, and unfortunately I don't have it played here because uh, I have to do a lot of uh, messing around to get it, is his portrayal of Superman. Now, when I first saw Superman, I don't know if I... You know, I don't remember if I saw it in the theaters or not. And I don't think I did. But I remember watching it on a pretty big screen or good TV. I mean, uh, we did have a decent TV at the house. And I recall, I mean, I really do recall watching it. Like, it isn't just like, oh, I saw it. And I don't really recall it with commercials, too. So you think almost I'd have to have seen it in theaters or maybe it just appeared on um, HBO or something at the time. But I, the one thing I remember is like how grand this, the music was. And just that Superman theme um, as it builds and as it actually slows down. You could almost, even though the song is only four minutes long, maybe like four and a half minutes long, you you picture the entire movie. You can see um, Kal-El's like, flight from Krypton to Earth. You can basically hear the um, as he's growing up and trying to conform to being Clark Kent, how he's trying to kind of go through the daily life and become a member of the Daily Planet. And you can almost hear like when he does become Superman... And really just takes that, you know, just takes the mantle on his own and makes it his own. And it's amazing. And what amazes me about it, not only just the music itself, was the fact that John Williams came up with this on his own. I don't know if you know about this, but I mean, you look back, there wasn't, um, there wasn't a Superman theme song to kind of base this off of. Sure, there was the, I believe, the old uh, black and white uh, Superman TV show, but there was no, you know, blueprint to a theme song. That wasn't something that in the comics um, they kind of wrote in, you know, in the beginning uh, when Superman fell from Earth. And here's a few notes if you want to make the song for, you know, if you want to sing the song. No, he came, John Williams came up with this on his own and somehow made it so that it became iconic. And now, to today, it's still being used. They used elements for the Superman uh, cartoon series. They even melded it to use it for the Justice League cartoon, I believe. There's kind of like hints of it. Even in the latest Justice League movie, which it was a movie, we'll say that. <laughs> 
But um, even in the Justice League movie, there's a point where they use that song. Um, and they change the chords a little bit. You know, they kind of depict that he was coming out of his, you know, coming back from death and um, making little subtle hints to it. But they still use that song because it's iconic to him. And that's where I think it comes from, my love of theme songs, and why I put out that question, what's your theme song? Because a theme song more than your favorite song really depicts on who you are. Are, it goes to your very core, not just what you're doing at the time, but who you are on the inside. And I think um, that's an important thing to have because, you know, yes, we change a lot, but there's certain aspects of us that don't change. And those are the real things that make us us in a sense you know that that core theme of who you are and sometimes it's sped up sometimes it's changed sometimes you pull it up an octave or lower an octave but that still theme is like the essence of who we are and when I was growing up these um artists in my opinion these were real artists and I know other artists they do the same thing they create um, a lot of different artists, Beyonce, Kanye West, Limp Bizkit, all of uh, Linkin Park, all these different artists, they all create, um, you know, songs pretty much out of the blue sometimes, or maybe they do get themes, but when it was just something where when you have this visual, especially when movies and, you know, later with the comic books, when you just have something on paper and you're told, yeah, I need a theme song to depict what's on this paper. And to do it and be, ama- you know, to do it and become iconic is just fascinating to me. Um, and that's what drew me to a lot of old ones. Another one that I think was really done uh, extremely well, Conan. You go back and listen to the Conan the Barbarian theme song, you will get like amped up for that. Um, just the the tone of it. And the movie, I would say, actually still holds up to this date a little bit. But that Conan theme was also just amazing. It hits you to core. And it depicts Conan in different aspects of the movie. Even though the song is only like around two or three minutes long, it pretty much sums almost sums up the entire movie for you. Um, and uh, of course, um, kind of going back to John Williams, another famous one, Indiana Jones. I mean, who can ever forget the bum ba dum bum ba dum dun dun dun? And <laughs> I tell you, when I first heard that from. Um, I remember watching Raiders of the Lost Ark, but the one I remember the most was Last Crusade. And when it plays at the very end of the movie with him and um, his father and um, Sala and um, uh, the, oh my goodness, what is the other, uh, his other friend's name and I can't remember. Oh, somebody's going to, I know Dave's going to read me for this one, but, um, but when they started right off sunset and the whole orchestra is playing, my goodness, it is just 
unbelievable. It's just unforgettable. So artists like um, John Williams, Danny Elfman, who did the Batman, the original '89 Batman theme, um, Alan Silvestri, who uh, was known for a lot of like Back to the Future and a lot of movies around the '80s and '90s, and you even got a few uh, uh, people now like Michael Giacchino. He did the Star Trek theme, but also The Incredibles, which is another major theme that's just. You know, it, it sums up that whole movie. Uh, you watch the Incredibles, like the ending theme song, uh, especially especially the, like the little shorts. You know, I mean, yeah, the shorts sum up the movie in a sense, but it's heightened by the music, and that's really what I want to get into. Is that that's where my love of music comes from? Is those theme songs and how why I think it's important that. We all have our own theme song because it kind of gives us a starting off point in a sense. And sometimes that's needed. Sometimes it's good to have that kind of, you know, baseline. So you know where you can go from there. You kind of know your basic abilities and you can, you know, kind of go up and down as needed. Um, and music has always been something that that's one of the things I listen to whenever I watch new TV shows or new um, go to movies or even video games. That's one of the first things I listen to. And um, and if, if the music's good, then I'm in it and I, you know, I'm I'm fully divested. But if you have but if you're just going to use, um, you know, other artists or just, you know, songs in general and you don't have a central theme that says, you know, this is unique to my show. Yes, I'm using um, Queen's Wheel Rock You, or yes, I'm using uh, Beyonce's latest hit, or I'm using um, uh, 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 from Williams' greatest hit. You know, even though I'm using those hits, you have to have a central theme yourself. And if you don't have that theme, then you know what? Pass. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Um, so today I know, um, this, this last week there's been uh, a whole lot of things in the news that's, you know, kind of making everyone crazy and we've got elections coming up and not something I'm going to talk about on my show, but I just wanted to give you kind of my insights and I want to get you pumped for theme songs. And you heard in the background, you hear a few theme songs playing Dr. Strange, uh, Jennifer, uh, Jessica Jones, she's can get these confused, as well as a couple others. And I just want to get you excited for, you know, excited for music. And, you know, maybe th think about your favorite theme songs, but also start thinking about maybe what, what is your theme? So what would your theme song consist of? What would it be? What would you like it? What would you like to be heard Whenever you walk into a room, or if everyone on the road had their radios off, and all of a sudden you came driving down the road, what is it that you want them to hear you say? Or you go to an interview, what's your intro music? Like if they were announcing you were coming down the ring, what would your, you know, what would your intro music be when you're just walking down the ring? Your victory music as you won, or your battle music as you get ready. You know, think about that on what you want. Um, as we're going to leave right now, um, I want you to think on that. 
Also, there was another um, question that was brought up that I kind of, you know, I was actually wondering about this. I was like, this is actually a good question, at least for me, because I'm really into uh, movies and stuff. Um, somebody asked, what would be your th- what three movies um, best describe you? And I had to think about that because I kept, I kept on thinking of a lot of good movies, but I couldn't think of. But I was trying to think of three movies that really described me personally. And I've got two so far, and I'm trying to make the third. So the two movies that best describe me are one the theme playing right now, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, and the second one is Office Space. Now, the second one is kind of, um, is a little bit obvious. Office Space really represents a lot of my work. Um, a little bit of my work ethic of time. A little bit of my work experience as well. Um, Office Space, when I first saw it in college, it hit me in all the right places, whatever reason. Like, it, it really spoke to me. The comedy was just right it hit and it was uh, like I said it was it, it was it was hard for me to embody and, and now when I'm a little bit older is her it to me it's perfect and it perfectly encapsulates uh, part of my life same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy um, I can go on on where that kind of all the things that Guardians represents to me personally which I might put on another video but there's a lot of it that um, really encapsulates who I am. And it even um, just different moods I'm in, I can almost say on the different, is pretty much played out by the different Guardians in a sense. Um, so those two movies at least, and I'll have to think of a third, but I want you to think about that too, is that what three movies would you say um, best encapsulate you? And, you know, what, and what do you think that, you know, um, and how you feel like not your favorite movies, but three that really describe who you are the core. Um, as I go now, next week, I will be doing a, another retrospective and it's going to be a pretty special one near and dear to my heart. So once again, just like last week, we're going to give you a brief, uh, preview of that. Uh, so if you figure out what it is, then you'll know what's going to come up, but I just want to leave you with that right now. Again, I want to thank you all, um, who are listening. If you have any comments, um, anything I can improve on by all means, please let me know, um, either in the comments or you can email me the morning star journal at gmail.com or, um, find me on Facebook. And I'll definitely be sure to be added more um, to social media that way. And I'll see you next week.